This week on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we recap The Crown Season 1. And we're back again. It's post-mania season and post-crown season one for us. And post-April Fool's Day. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we're just back to regular normal life here. It's weird because we finished the crown, what, two weeks ago at this point, season one, and then Mm -hmm. watching that Apprentice episode like threw me for a loop because I feel like I haven't been like all the way up, you know? I feel like the crown is so far in my memory now. <laughs> well, we've had some serious discussions, and we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, you, we the apprentice was fun. I had a fun time. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. I mean, we're not going to revisit it, at least in any near future at all. Yeah, um, maybe maybe uh, maybe we'll do one episode on April Fool's Day every year. I think that's enough to carry us for several years with uh, Rod Blagojevich. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can do that. But yeah, you said WrestleMania season. We, what a weekend, huh? It's we didn't even two talk nights. about it. it. It was too much for one night. I, it was it was something else this year, man. I would they say, had, all things considered, considering the state the world is in right now, this year's WrestleMania might be like morbid curiosity viewing for any human who's interested in entertainment. I, I mean, I, I think that's a, a stretch, but there's something in there for everyone. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the fact that it's divided into two three-hour nights versus one eight-hour night just made it so much easier to consume. So much more digest- digestible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but and, even and the then... The packages the- were all just as good as they normally are. So if you don't know what's going on, it's easy to get context. I will say, though, in night two, I was starting to feel like, okay, this is a lot of wrestling for two days. <laughs> that Well, I mean, it would have been a lot more if it was normal one one day yeah yeah which is weird to say normal is submitting your fans to seven hours of something you love <laughs> with and just a really good three hour show the night before right and also the seven hours within those seven hours maybe there's two hours of entertaining stuff <laughs> yeah it's just a matter of like getting together with your friends i i had put in for a day off work for the monday after wrestlemania but oh, you know oh, yeah. obviously didn't have to take it yeah yeah it's, I guess it's not that different from the, the Apprentice where there's two hours of content and there's maybe a half hour of good TV in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um, and a lot of um, coming up or yeah. previously. It's kind of funny to think that you could watch almost the entirety of The Crown Season 1 in the span it takes you to watch one WrestleMania. That's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Life choices. Um, so on that note, we're going to be recapping hour by hour WrestleMania for the next two months. <laughs> uh, no, but speaking of wrestling, happening. before we even get started, uh, mm-hmm. our panel is live on YouTube, our MAGFest panel. Right. We, we didn't even mention that. It went live about a week or a week and a half ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun watch, I would say, if, you're, if you can get past the fact that the screen you're supposed to be looking at is a very small portion of the actual video component. Right, and then Dave and I are pretty far removed uh, in the in the back of the room too. Uh, 
and also it just it may help if you have some knowledge of wrestling but we're there we're there it's i think if you just go to the magfest or you look up bad wrestling video game panel we'll show up yeah we'll show up and and if you are a fan of this podcast and even if you don't watch the whole thing and it's an hour so like i i totally understand if you didn't if you can just go on there and give it a thumbs up just because we're trying to do good they just announced the dates for magfest 2021 and so we're trying to get back we want on a the sequel panels. panel. Yeah. Well, Dave, so, you incl- include a link to it in our in our uh, bio for this episode. Yeah, sure. I'll do that, and then um, it'll be on all our social media too. So, yeah, be ready. Yeah, but you know, besides all that, we're we're here this week to really give our respects to season one of the Crown. We 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 dedicate ten hours of our life to it in the past two months of a tumultuous period for everyone <laughs> mm-hmm. to get us through this. Oh, there's the alarms at that episode of New York here. Uh, but uh, yeah, Dave, what are we going to do here for recapping season one? We're going to treat it like we would a Downton Abbey recap. So we have compiled mm-hmm. all of our power rankings. So that's both you and me in the, the numbers that we have given people. So well, once we talk about the season for a little bit, we're going to go through and if you ranked high on the power rankings on the positive side, you can get one point for third place, two points for second place, and three points for third place. So let's say Porchy was your number one in his episode. That would be three points. And on the flip side, you get negative points if you were on the downside of the power rankings. So if you are Porchy, and you had the worst week, that would be mm-hmm. negative three points, negative two points, negative one points, according to our power rankings. So just like we did with Downton, if you're new to this podcast and you haven't uh, heard what we do, we're just going to sort of sort of shoot the breeze about the season. And yep. then obviously we have a bit of an announcement coming later. Right. But, you know, in terms of just, you know, it's funny, we're going to recap the season, but it's like, well, we're also just going to talk about Queen Elizabeth, her life for a few years, yeah, essentially. Why, why not? She's back, by the way. She made a, a rare appearance this week to advise people to just stay in. <laughs> yeah, well, her uh, did her. her oh no, her son had the virus, and Boris Johnson has the Boris Johnson. Yeah, oh yeah, ICU yesterday. Yeah, pri- priorities her son, and then yeah, Boris Johnson uh, in the ICU, apparently recovering. By the time you hear this, who knows? Maybe things will change. But the del- man was dumb enough to shake everyone's hand in the hospital because he, he wanted to make a point, and that's what happens when you try to make a point. Yep. <laughs> You, you almost you end up in the ICU. Um, say you can you can find our friend Randy Orton there as well. Uh, yep. Anyways, though, the crown. I think maybe the the way to start this conversation is we came into the show with a certain set of expectations. You know, it's going it's not down. It's a smaller cast. It's uh, based on true events. How do you feel like the show aligned with what your expectations were, Dave? I think like any new show that you turn on and have an assumption about it, it it diverted from what I thought it was going to be. But as we watched it, I got comfortable with it and I started to like the characters and the episodes started to move more quickly. Because I remember the same thing happened with me with The Wire, where it Mm -hmm. took me like a whole season for me to really understand and appreciate the show. So what did you think the show was going to be exactly? I thought the show would be what it was, but a little lighter. Same, same. I thought there would be it wouldn't be quite as serious and, and dour about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just also with the fact that it's you know someone who's still alive 
to you know have that conversation with this historical figure it's it's an interesting light to to take such a dramatic turn and not try and introduce much levity because that is one of the things that's missing from a lot of the show and i don't want to get to start getting too critical of the show because i know people love it and everything but i just expected there'd be more of it you know given that the, mm-hmm. the, this person's alive and i don't think they probably see themselves as however they're being portrayed here oh yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. but uh the one thing I, d- I did like though that surprised me was you know i knew lithgow as short will be a heavy f- figure but i'd say that that's the thing i really liked the most about this season was just that relationship between them two, how it kind of start that kind of grounds the show. That's the anchor in terms of that's the starting point is things are going south for King George and it's going to be, how's Elizabeth going to ascend to the crown and then engage with the, the political sphere specifically by working with Churchill. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that just as the public wouldn't really know what those meetings are like on a week to week basis anyway. So we did say a few times that our favorite parts of the show were when we sort of see behind the curtain on things that we wouldn't see in the newspapers or wouldn't read in the history books. And I think that's the kind of thing that is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then also just Prince Phil, <laughs> that was the, I think the biggest unexpected thing though, where, whereas like I expected to get some history. I did not expect to learn so much about Phil. Yeah. And, and his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I was gonna say it, but I didn't want to. And then you put the words in my mouth, man. <laughs> You're, you've said you said it out loud. It, it, his, I didn't expect to see much, much, but <laughs> yeah. But we here we are. We learned, <laughs> and we learned that Phil likes to share his butt with people. Um, yeah, and, and proven by history, as we have found out, as we have found out, and that he he likes to fly around, and that he he liked to to romance young girls. Uh, he's got his buddy Mike, who he just goes to the gentleman's club with, the lunch club. The dude just liked to have a good time. It was the 1950s. It was post-war, you know, time to kick back. Yeah, uh, exa- you know, I'm, no shame in his game. I, there's a little bit of shame. Yeah, actually, the way I, as soon as I said that, I realized there's there's <laughs> quite a bit of shame. In, quite a in bit of shame. Game. But it was a pleasant surprise to see that we had a freewheeling character considering, you know, we're coming from town where there's a lot more personality. And I feel like Phil was able to show his personality more than most on the show. Yeah, and I think one thing, we did seem a little critical in the beginning as we were getting acclimated to these characters, but then that's as, with any introduction to any show, there's a lot of exposition and getting used to these characters mm-hmm. and, and their relationships. And to the people that might have been critical of our coverage of it, it took a few episodes for us to get comfy with the crown. And then once we got yeah. comfy with the crown, it's just as the characters in the show are getting comfy with their relationships. It's almost like when you play like a new game and it's like, you're just coming into it, trying to figure it out. And then it takes a little bit of warming up to figure out the mechanics. And it's like, Oh, okay. I, I can play this. And yeah, you know, it's like Red Dead Redemption. You gotta, you gotta put up fences for about four hours before, you know, you really appreciate <laughs> murdering people on horses <laughs> or that. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but the one, so the one thing that still remained elusive is, you know, the, the, I'd say the core of the show is the A's are Churchill, Phil, and Elizabeth. The B's would be Margaret, uh, and then the, the Duke of Windsor. Um, those are like the two B's. I, but I feel like of those A's of, of Phil and, and I, I touched on this in the, the previous episode where we talked about the crown. I, I still feel like between Phil and Churchill, we 
it's hard to grasp Elizabeth, who she is exactly. And mm-hmm. part of that's because where we're coming to her in that point of point of her life where she's making a big transition from, you know, just being herself to a, a wife, a mother, and then a queen. And by the end of the season, you start to see her coming into herself with making some executive decisions. But it definitely feels like the show is chasing who she should be uh, for much of the first season. And maybe, maybe the later seasons develop that more. Yeah, I mean, and it, it is it is a like I, I know some people that have the mentality that if I watch you know if I watch a TV show and I turn it on and I'm not enjoying it within one episode I turn it off. Mm-hmm. And we, I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy a lot of The Crown, but I would say that if I had that mentality, we wouldn't have made it through the season. Yeah, I mean, the second episode they send her to Africa, you know, to, to meet people, but it really doesn't tell us anything about her so much as that Africa, that Phil can talk to elephants or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and then I, I really, I, I come back to that episode where she feels like she hasn't had an education, that she's lacking in, you know, thing, being worldly and things about that. And, you know, that's where they in, pretty much invented an entire plot for an episode to mm-hmm. kind of illustrate who she is. And that really tells me a lot about maybe their understanding of her is like, well, she probably didn't have an education, so she maybe gets one, and this teaches her a, a valuable lesson here. Let's, you know, <laughs> stretch this like one little detail to forty-five minutes, and hope people don't notice. And that really said a lot to me about you know where they're coming from in terms of approaching the historical, mm-hmm. you know, accuracy and drama they're trying to play up. Yeah, and so like tying into that, for everything that we didn't understand as we started to get used to these characters and found out that a lot of the stuff is uh, dramatized for this dramatized for the audience. <laughs> dra- dra- what was that? Story? Were you just I said drama- I was, yeah, I made up a word. Strategery. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> the stuff that was dramatized for the show, mm-hmm. it made me feel like this is purely entertainment with a touch of, of historical importance or not a touch, but uh, mm-hmm. a spoonful of history and two spoonfuls of entertainment. Right. But it's treated that, like a pristine TV show as opposed to Downton, which is treated like a soap. Yeah, Downton is the pure, pure entertainment. And this, but the thing that's the thing I struggle with is like if this is supposed to be a little bit more entertaining, I'm, I'm not feeling the entertainment. But I will, you know, I will stop short of bashing the show. I think the message is clear of how I feel. But I, I liked it. Well, and you know, maybe we'll we'll have a moment to you know cap it. But just focusing on the characters still, the Duke of Windsor though best character of the show and he, he's one of the b characters understandably so but yeah, he's he's the guest star who uh, steals the scenes every time right right every episode is just like that moment is the best moment of the episode pretty much whenever he shows up because <laughs> he has something something sassy to say and yet there's always always poignancy to everything that he says in terms of you know giving up the crown that he shouldn't have maybe yeah and, and i do feel like he is far enough removed from the a plot most of the time that when he's around it's not stretched like we know for a fact Uh that these notes he wrote his wife were real and the nicknames he used were real so Mm -hmm. there's a comfort in knowing that they didn't they didn't stretch him too thin or make him too fake and phony yeah how about you feel how do you feel about the use of jared harris you know he's there for like two and a half episodes and then they they bring him back a couple of times I mean, I love Jared Harris. I love Mad Men, so I wanted more Jared Harris, but all things considered, I wasn't upset that 
his run was short. I feel like they could have te- teased it out a little bit longer, you know, just to get an idea of how things were before with him, you know, just to see how, just for my understanding of how much of a shift it is to Elizabeth, because you hear all this talk of like, oh, you know, a female queen and, and stuff, and she's so young, but I, I don't know if we always have a sense of where they're coming from exactly. Mm-hmm. So if they that makes just, sense stretched out for like a couple episodes and just also like they they throw her into the whole thing with phil and you know we get tidbits of where they're coming from their relationship but they're like getting married there in in the first episode and i I would like a little bit more table setting you know just to get to know who they are before that whole thing yeah and i guess that that is where we are at the disadvantage not knowing the history of it but again it's dramatized so it's true they yeah, you're, you are absolutely right. They could have done a little more table setting. Yeah. And it's funny, though. So, and just, again, looking at the show from a critical lens, I loved, I, I did like a lot the Churchill-Elizabeth interactions. How did you feel, Dave, about Margaret versus Elizabeth? I thought everything, at most of the plots in general, felt very stop and go. Yeah. And I think it's the um, the the curb your enthusiasm analogy where um, everyone is mad at Larry all the time when the camera's on, but there's a lot mm. of good times when the cameras are off that we never see. And I yeah. think with feuding siblings that have months and years between episodes, you kind of want to know that the relationship is not 100% negativity and feuding. Like there's a love between the two of them, and we are we aren't given that. We're just given this sort of forced relationship and jealousy and stuff yeah because i I feel like they thread in the churchill elizabeth relationship pretty well throughout the first season you know it builds pretty well towards you know how you know churchill eventually exits the office with with margaret and elizabeth you don't see much between with their relationship and then as soon as margaret's with peter it becomes a problem for her and and then that becomes more of the the storyline and that's where we're starting from and then again it does the stop and go thing where it's like the focus is episode six dropped entirely in episode seven and they circle back around to it and bring it back up again. But I feel like they, they could have built that a little bit more effectively. Yeah. And I think the episode where Elizabeth goes on the tour and Margaret is sort of the liaison at home. That's the kind of feud that we want between siblings. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be this whole thing with Peter all the time. So right. if we There's a had a little there, bit but... more of that, it would have been better. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a and that that's with Margaret too. She feels so thinly sketched by the end of this first season. Like I don't know who she is still. Again with Elizabeth, but um, yeah, I mean, they, I, there are moments that are effective. There, a lot of their conversations, the the way it's written is so it's pretty sharp, and I like the dialogue between the two of them. You know, throwing some barbs back and forth. Uh, so there, there is there is good there. Yeah, yeah, just just not as much as you would hope considering how good the good is. I think we're also just speaking from the standpoint, maybe being spoiled by, by Julian in his writing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Dave, is there any highlights from the season for you or any big moments? Um, I've been thinking about that. I think the episode with where they're on the, the, the world tour where you see just how, uh, difficult it is to remain steadfast when you're gone for that long it was a nice show mm-hmm. of the relationship and the problems it has between Phil and the queen. 
Mm-hmm. That I think that and and the portrait episode we went on and on about how great that was. Yeah, that that was good. Those are probably my favorite parts. I really like the Porchy episode. I like some of that that old soapy just drama of like you know Phil being a little jealous of this guy. Oh yeah, and I mean then, obviously that we, we got a ride for Porchy. I know our, our our attorney Kevin was very excited for us to meet him. So I mean he's a Carnarvon, and then they give us all the the, the horse action in the episode too. So it's it's pretty eventful. Um, I'd say that, yeah, anything that also I really like. The stuff with the mother, uh, what's uh, Queen? Um, yeah, the Queen Mother. Queen Mother. Queen Mother. When she goes to buy that mansion, and I know a lot of that stuff probably was fabricated, but it was a little bit fun to see her like riding a horse out on the beach, and then you mm-hmm. know, yeah, absolutely, people don't that know who she good. is. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Um, but as a whole, Dave, how would how would you grade the season? Uh, I would say the season as a whole. Maybe a letter. Maybe a B minus. I'm I'm in the same page. B minus is what I was thinking too. Because it's good, and the highs are high, and the lows mm-hmm. aren't that low. There's nothing like unwatchably boring. There's no equivalent of the Patrick Crawley or P. Gordon mm-hmm. Downton Abbey episodes. It, it's watchable prestige television, essentially. Yeah, like if you're the kind of person that that has pop culture FOMO, The Crown is gonna be fine but it's not gonna change your life just like uh you dave saying wrestlemania <laughs> for anyone yeah. to watch it's fine it won't change your life but yeah. <laughs> it'll take up about the same amount of time <laughs> give or take yeah yeah but i with that i the way the season wrapped up i would watch season two I, you know i know there was some skepticism earlier but i would watch a season two of the crown i want to yeah, see where absolutely. it goes next yeah but dave do you want to get to the rankings yeah, we'll get to the rankings right now. So, as I said earlier, we've tabulated our power rankings from every episode. Mm-hmm. And we'll start on the negative side. So, having the third worst season with a... Wait, wait, wait. Just for context, how many people were there to choose from from this? Oh, I didn't count. Let me see. I know from my Excel spreadsheet uh, where it got to. I, I There was 29 candidates from from my spreadsheet alone for uh for the tallying thirty three total wow and ten episodes that's that's a lot yeah so I mean I think it's funny because as we go through this you'll see just how much pamuk esque things can can affect the hmm. rankings when you only have one season to work from like by the end of downton we had such a uh, depth of characters in the pool that our final power rankings is is to me one of the more interesting and entertaining episodes of the show because it's sort of justifying our format so. whereas at the end of season one uh on the bottom with negative seven points total is at number three? princess margaret that's number three that's n- number three okay Princess Margaret. Well, I mean, she had some hard times. <laughs> she she couldn't marry the man that she wanted. She got put in her place a lot. I I get it. Yep, it's uh it's fair. Yeah, you would you would think she would do worse, but you'll see just how the power rankings are flawed after only one season. In yeah. second place, with negative eight points, it's Queen Mary, Elizabeth's grandmother. Because she got sick one episode, and then she died the next. 
that's, that's all it takes. I think you 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 also like threw more votes when she like was on her deathbed, but then actually died the next episode. It's like, well, she was already practically dead. <laughs> what, what more can you do? That's, that's the way the the cookie crumbles, man. It's, Did it's you throw her negative voice when she showed up with like the the black um you know veil over her I face? I don't think there? I gave her negative points then. No, I think I might have so given her weird. positive points that, that week. That was the weirdest moment of the whole season. It's just the hammer of episode. I gave her one a, positive point that week for showing up with the black veil on her face. Yeah, the Dementor. <laughs> what a weird weird capper that was the second or third episode. Like that's the oh, first right. episode. Or no, you it's know, a, the second episode. The second episode. It's not the first yeah. episode. The first the episode, episode is... Yeah. Yeah. And who's number one? Negative 12, so that's a well, leap Let from, me guess. Let me yeah. guess. It, it's King George. Yeah, it's King George. <laughs> he, he's dying for multiple episodes. Um, And that, that's pretty much it, you know. He, King he's, is dead, you know. Like, what, what else is there to say? Yeah, he coughed up a lung in episode one, and then he kept coughing up from there on out. Yeah, he, he calls it a day at the end of the second and then episode. What, and then every time they, they flash back to him, he's just like, why is my brother doing this to me? Come on. Yeah, so like all the unspoken when we didn't rank him because it was flashbacks wouldn't have done him any favors if we, had, no. if we had decided to give him points. It's just him complaining and then telling his daughters to not turn on each other. And it's just like, well, you failed as a dad because they turned on each other. Nice job, King George, at parenting. Yeah, that's that's Rest uh, in peace, brother. Yeah. Good job, I hope Jared. he's doing Thanks well up there. Yeah. And, the, and your mother, too. Rest in peace, too. Hope you're all doing well. <laughs> yeah, the whole gang. Whole gang. On the upswing with positive six mm-hmm. is the queen mother. You know, she got herself a mansion, and uh, she romanced what I said was a light keeper at the time. wasn't a light keeper, I found out. It was a, the mansion in owner or whatever. <laughs> yeah, what's the, the word that... I had him as castle salesman in my yeah. power rankings. No, I thought he was lighthouse keeper way back, but... Uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's good when she shows up. Yeah, she has that talking to, to Elizabeth about that uh, parenting and education. That's a good one. Yeah, she has clutch appearances. Yeah, and again to show how stilted this uh, system is after one season. In second place with positive seven points is Tommy LaSalle. You love Tommy, man. You're a big Tommy. I did. I'm a Pip Torrance fan, so I had to. I mean, I guess he's he's wheeling and dealing from the background. Uh huh. Yeah, I think to the end understated. For sure. I mean, they kind of really emphasize it in that last episode when he's talking to to uh, a Dean Michaels. Yeah, Michael Michael's Michael Adin. Nadine or whatever his name Michael is. Michael Dean. Yeah, that he he's still trying to keep you know Margaret and her boyfriend apart and stuff. He, yeah, he's ultimately a power player for sure. He's like uh, he's the supreme leader, Snoke, controlling the things going on, or Palpatine, if you want to say that. Spoiler alert. The, the, I mean, spoiler alert for a thirty-year-old movie franchise. I mean, well, I was talking about the one that just came out. You find out oh, Palpatine's I, pulling I mean, all. That, well, that's a spoiler if you want to turn it, turn it that way. But <laughs> Palpatine was pulling the strings back in the day too. Well, so maybe so, Tom, Tommy's going to die and he's going to come back and pull the strings. Who knows? Yeah, he'll be he'll be in season four. <laughs> yeah, as like a half man hanging on a <laughs> uh, crane. I'm Tommy Lasalle. All right, who's who's number one, dude? It's a jump from positive seven to positive eighteen. Wow, who do you think it is? Elizabeth. It's got to be. Oh, absolutely. She's got all. She's got all the best things that happen to her. She becomes queen. She gets to wield the power. 
and uh, she puts people in her pl- their place. I mean, honestly, it, they they try to emphasize that it, the crown is heavy for her to wear, but she rocks it really well. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. But if she's at 17, that wants me to know in the no man's land, what, what's going on with Peter? What's going on with Phil? What's going on with Churchill? <laughs> Churchill is positive two. Phil I, is negative the, the, five. Oh, wow. And wow. Peter so he, is negative four. So Phil barely escapes being in the negative, the bottom list. Yeah, I would say yeah, there's no there. negative six. So if, if uh, Margaret was not in the picture, Phil would be at if the Margaret never three. existed. <laughs> and you said Churchill too. That probably has a lot to do with him stepping down. He lost power, negative points. And, and the queen say- like t- smack talked him a lot on that one episode. Yeah, it's when true. He had to, he, stro- he stroked out. <laughs> Yeah, a couple strokes to set you back a few points in the in the power ratings, and I'm sure. What happened for Anthony Eden? Anthony Eden actually ended, I think, positive five, and again what? flirting with the the top. Three. Well, wait, wait, wait. So he, he didn't stroke out, but he ended up in the hospital. He methed out or whatever. He was on all those drugs in the last episode, and he's ahead of Churchill. Yeah. Okay, all right, you know, goes to show you can you can get blissed out on a plane and still end up okay. Well, he's like a background character until he's the prime minister. <laughs> That's true. So he kind of just kind of leans into it it's until good to he passes out rope. at the table. But yeah, but wait, where, where did we say Peter was at? Peter is negative four, which if you ask me is not bad. Yeah, I mean, he gets, he gets the people wooing for him, you know, so. That's flew true. too close to the sun. That's, that's really the story of Peter. Yeah, so that's that is the power rankings of season. I, I feel like this show, with the show being called The Crown and being about Queen Elizabeth, mm-hmm. there's no world where she leaves the number one spot. Wait, how how many votes did the UK people get? I think two because or four. Four. So they almost made the the list. They almost made it. Well, uh, yeah, four total. So they're almost a vote away from making it onto the list. That's true. So maybe that's who's really benefited the most out of this entire endeavor is the, the people of the UK. Yeah, the public. <laughs> yeah, they got their queen and then they got a show about it. Good for you. <laughs> hey, good job, folks. Yeah, yeah. So Dave, are we going to return to the queen season two, the crown season two soon? Not soon. I mean, we could put it up to, to the audience if they want us to endeavor and, and just go forward with it. As a as option C, we could, but I I feel like, given um, the feedback we've gotten and our love of Downton, mm-hmm. time has given us two gifts. Fortuitous, you'd say. <laughs> it's it's almost uh, it's perfect timing because we're still stuck in this quarantine, and we have I mean, not one. I mean, how would this quarantine really change our podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. You're right, because we can't binge these shows. <laughs> right. But two, there are two brand new Julian Fellow shows, one on Epics in the U.S. called Belgravia. Mm-hmm. And the it's other in the U.K. On Netflix called The English Game. The English Game. That's on Netflix. So I think we're leaning towards the Netflix one first. I think we're re- leaning towards running back into the arms of Julian Fellows. That's really what we're doing here. Yeah, the safe not, arms it, of Julian. I and, and this this does fall on us, but I do I don't like regret this crown run. 
No, no. I mean, like I said, I'm willing to return to it, and we can definitely do that. Yeah, but and I know when Julian I've been comes told calling, two is good. <laughs> yeah, I heard. It, yeah, we hear it's more fun. But the thing is, Julian has our number. He literally calls us and is like, "Guys, I'm more worried about the ratings of these shows. I need you guys to talk it's about." Time for you to return to my work. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and there we go. We we're off to it. Okay, off, off we go. Julian has on, on, us on retainer. We haven't talked about this because we want to try and present ourselves as a you know an unbiased uh, you know couple of dudes. But the truth is, Julian owns us. We well, we signed the dotted line. <laughs> We almost contemplated changing the name of the podcast to The Fellows Fellows and just de- dedicate ourselves to Julian Fellows, but we weren't sure there was enough content. Yeah. But here we stand with, with two two wonderful baskets of content. Julian is working overtime. I wonder if he like sensed like, uh, like a vacuum in the force there where he's just like, I got to get content out there. And you know what's going to happen is like, we're going to do uh, English game and then we're going to do Belgravia and we're like, okay, it's time to start the crown season two and then they're going to announce downton abbey movie two and it's going to be like or the gilded age comes oh, brother. Around, oh yeah, finally, Gil- finally that's on the docket at some point and uh isn't there that movie that he did with uh cora that's not yeah, supposed to be that good there's a, movie. there's a lot of jillian stuff out there but either way are we Dave, are we putting up to the vote for the people to decide what we watch or what what's our interactivity on the social media i feel like it, it's not indicative of our whole fan base we can humor them, you know. We can, we can we can put it out there on the Instagram, Facebook story. Just say like, vote for what we should watch next, and just see what they indicate. And then you know, we just we we consider it, and then we make our decision. Kind of like our, our political system in the U.S. There's a you know the electoral college where they nominate <laughs> who they want, and then the people just ultimately vote whatever they want, anyways. Yeah, that's true. I think uh, knowing that Epics is not as readily available to mm-hmm. American people, the English game might be good because eventually. Belgravia sh- will be on Amazon Prime, which will be right, easy it- for everybody to get. So that's where my vote lies, just for accessibility. But yeah, our podcast is kind of evergreen. A lot of people jump in on Downton Season 1, Episode 1, and if they like it, they stick around. If they don't, they don't. So yeah, they bounce really quick, and they let us know about it in our reviews. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, but anyways, that's what's happening. We're going back to Julian. I hope you guys are excited about it. Let us know if you actually don't have the English game in your country either, because I, mean, I know we have a big international audience as well um but that's that's the game plan is we're going to go back to julian we're going to get back to the crown that's we, true we and we're not we're not knocking anything business. about the crown we just love the tone of julian and we miss it yeah we, we need we look honestly the truth is and the, the these days and times we need that lightness that that little pep in our step and julian gives it to us and we need that sorely right now that's true it's it's dark times people i live in the epicenter of this entire thing in the u.s not to make it like a, a sob story for myself and i kind of don't invite that i don't like that people are feeling sympathetic for my situations like i'm alone in the city it's okay but just give me Julian, okay? That's all I'm asking give me, for. Give me that fellows. <laughs> give me some of that fellows. I mean, Dave, you're 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 doing some extra work in between things, man. You're delivering you're delivering food to people. I haven't done and, it in a while because I'm officially working from home, so I shouldn't be double dipping. But I was doing Uber Eats to make some extra in between, money. You were risking your life, man. Yeah, I'm I, I'm looking forward to doing it again when I can get back out there. But please give us Julian, <laughs> just to yeah, you know, put your Julian fears out. Julian a couple bucks. If, if if you live in Stratford, Connecticut, and are getting food from Uber Eats, tip your driver because it might be me. I should clarify that 
you know, even though Julian owns our souls, we we don't actually make any money off of that. So that's true. You know. We're we're not in his pocket, but we've uh, pledged uh, allegiance to the Dark Lord, Julian. <laughs> it's been Hail a long Julian. time. We, we the, the <laughs> devil has not been brought up very much on this sh- sh- this past <laughs> run. I mean, well, because the crown is a servant of God. I mean, what, what, that if the crown yeah. is even you know very much in touch with Christ and everything, we know where we stand with Julian. <laughs> And we're That's ready true. to revisit he's it. Got, he's got that apple on the tree. Yeah. So th- I know it's a bit of a shorter episode, but I think we covered enough crown, uh, crown ground. That's true. And you know what I was just thinking? The crown is on the ground, baby. The uh, the entire run of the crown was done via uh, the internet. We have not recorded in person since Downton Abbey. And would the listeners have known? I don't know. Let us know. They probably would have. <laughs> That's, I mean... You According to the ones that have spoken. <laughs> right, right. But until then, though, until next week, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, do we take a week off or do we... Uh... I, this is one of the only things I got going for me during right. this quarantine. All right. You know what? Let's, let's do... We're going to run... This is going to go out Thursday morning. Do we want to do a mixed match with the crowd? Should we let the listeners decide on that? I, I don't, there's no real division. I would say let's, okay. let's keep the crown characters in the docket and we can do a super mix match challenge okay. with Downton, the crown, and maybe the next show that we watch. So we'll put a okay. po- the polls up and if this goes up Thursday morning, Sunday we'll close the po- polls so we can watch the show for recording. Sounds like a, sounds like a plan, man. All right, perfect. So as right, always, Facebook, hit us Google, up. Google, yeah, Google, Gmail. Gmail. And uh, hit us with some Instagram. five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And if you did a while ago, do it again because new reviews pop at the top. And when we get a negative review, that's the first thing that shows up. And we <laughs> want our people to know that we are doing it for them. We're in the, the English haters. game, baby. They hate us because they ain't us. So Exactly. So we will see you next week with a Julian Fellow show. Hmm. Kip, kip. Yep.